0: Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Hey there, world changers, Cliff here. So today marks a very special episode. It's the first episode where I'm gonna interview somebody on here. His name is Brandon. I've known him for a number of years. He's become a very good friend of mine. He is probably one of the first people that I really helped with the Podcast Lead Generation framework And he is using podcasting as an instrumental part of his business today to be able to help grow it. But I'm gonna save his story. Uh, I'm gonna let him tell his story, I guess I should say. And we'll jump into that right after I do the intro. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you wanna get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well then world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff DuVenois and I'm using podcasting to build a seven figure empire. And this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, world changers. Welcome to the show. Cliff here, and today marks a seminal day in this podcast whereby we're actually going to be doing and conducting our first interview. And uh, today we're honored to have on the podcast Mr. Brandon Devere. He is the host of the Learn for Two podcast. And my relationship with, uh, with Brandon has extended over the past uh, handful of years. Uh, he's one of the one of the people that I will call and bounce ideas from and will kind of snowball and work off of each other he's he's a fellow podcaster and he's done great things using podcasting to help grow his business but I will let him share his story when we get there so everybody put your hands together and welcome Brandon Devere to the show Brandon how are you I'm doing well Cliff thank you for having me on I do appreciate that excellent Brandon so why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from uh, so
1: where I'm from well the early beginnings is I'm from central Washington in the town of about uh around 2000 people. Um, since then I have, you know, moved around and I've landed here in Las Vegas, a uh, much bigger, much bigger town than where I'm from. Um, and, uh, kind of, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's where I'm at now. I'm in the real estate industry, uh, as well. And I have been for the last, you know, 16 years or so. Um, but, uh, but have never, well, I shouldn't say never, uh, the, over the last four years, I've really, uh, decided that, um, I don't want to be pigeonholed as just a real estate agent. So I've, I have been on this mission, on this journey to become more than just an agent and, you know, find a way to show that I'm more and, and reach a, a larger audience.
0: So what was it that drove you to start uh, start getting into podcasting? Um.
1: Well, you know, as you know, we were part of a group uh, several years ago uh, when I decided to start making this change. Um, I, I, there's this guy by the name of Ryan Fletcher and I was listening to his podcast and he kept talking about, you know, certain things were really resonated with me where I was, um, at my point at at that time. And, uh, it it began with writing and then, you know, like learning, learning to write and tell stories and let people get to know you. And then it just kind of progressed pretty quickly into, you know, people can, can hear you and, and get to know you through podcasting. Uh, better than they can read a, a, just a, a one to two sentence review of you and, and see what star was selected uh, but they could really get a, the opportunity uh, to know you and the reach is you know you know limitless
0: certainly and with regards to getting into podcasting the your the name of your podcast is called Learn for two Learn for two So the learn for two podcast is, uh, not what you would expect from a typical real estate agent why don't you talk to us a little bit about what the learn for two podcast is
1: yeah so um learn for two was was based on you know a couple different things um, one was to learn with the intent to teach to others uh, the other was to you know share my voice for those who need it i, I strongly believe that everyone everyone every one of us has a uh, has a voice and there's someone out there that needs to hear it. And I'll give you an example of that in here in just a moment. Um, But uh, those two things. And then also there was a little bit of real estate stuff sprinkled in there uh, as far as me growing my team. Uh, I believe when I started growing my team, I was at uh, 12 total agents when I started the podcast. And as we sit today, I'm at 333 um, throughout 17 states and uh, six provinces. Uh, So it, it was, It was built in a way that, you know, I I believe my father, my father was a teacher and I believe that I have teaching in me and I love to share things that I learn. And I thought, what better way than, you know, learn for two, I can learn, I can teach to others that way I learn twice and I actually get to to bring some value to people. So
0: that's pretty much where it was born. So when you talk about learning, what specifically are you sharing or teaching others through your podcast?
1: Um, You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because I didn't really map it out to be just what it was. It was almost like a daily journal. Um, I did it for five days a week for one full year. And it was other outside of the first, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. The first five episodes I put out were to share, were to set up who I am and why I'm doing this. So if you want to go figure out, you know, what it is, what drives me to do these things is that's the first five episodes. Um, After that, it was, I had a a few ideas set up for probably the first 35 episodes, like what, what might you talk about? Don't forget to share the story. Uh, But then it became like a daily journal and it became, it was actually pretty awesome because I was, every day I woke up and I was so aware of everything around me because I needed a story to share. So for example, uh, one story would be when I dropped my son off at school. Um, he, the very first day he ran out, he took a, a couple steps and he looked back and then he took a few more steps and looked back a few more steps and looked back the next day. He took a few more steps before looking back. And then by the end of the week, he said, bye dad. And he's running all the way there. And so I basically turned that into a story of about, if you want to be a leader or, you know, a, a manager or anything like that, and you want your team to know that you'll be there, you have to be there when they'll, when they see that you'll be there. But then they have to know that you'll still be there when they when they aren't needing you. If that makes sense, like he he was running, making sure that I was still there, and then he took off, and he just knew that I would be there. And so I would I would share that type of story and turn it into a, like a business or management uh, aspect uh, that people could relate
0: to. So it sounds like the Learn for Two podcast is, you know, like you said, a daily journal. So it's kind of like a mix of. Personal lessons that you're learning, and also business lessons that you're learning.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then I did have uh, you were actually my very first guest on there. I was. Uh, I, I've had, I've <laughs> had, I've had a couple others on there. Um, because you know, sometimes, you know, I didn't want to make it all about me as well. So it was, it was nice to to branch out and say, hey, how who who else could help my audience, um, you know, with their message? And so then I started kind of branching out on that a little bit as well.
0: So before I want to go back, because you said something about how you had, you know, when you first started, you had a couple agents under you and now you're up to over, uh, over 320, what, yeah, 333. what 333, well, congratulations on that. That's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so why don't you talk to us when, when you talk about having 333 agents under you, uh, what, what exactly does that mean?
1: So it's not in the traditional sense of where you would be at a brokerage or have your own brokerage and, and be, um, and have those agents come into your office and things like that. This is, um, it's a model that I'm, that I'm a part of that, where we can actually, um, we partner with agents around the country. And well, right now we're, we're in 13 countries now, um, just as of yesterday, but we basically it is a the opportunity to partner with, with someone in another, uh, another area. And they actually will, you myself will actually get paid as like a broker. Almost. I I actually wanted to call it brokers without borders um, uh, because that's, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, I was at a spot in my life where I wanted to be a broker. And then I saw what, like what was lying ahead of me and this opportunity popped in. Right when I was doing that, and I just said, "Why, why reinvent the wheel? Um, this will allow me to have way more reach." Uh, for instance, tonight uh, or later this afternoon, I'm having a call uh, with an agent that I partnered with out of Ontario, and we're going to mastermind on how we can continue um, to grow and partner with with more agents, you know, around the world, essentially. Um, but it's not the typical where I'm the broker. You know, everything flows up to me and I am, you know, reviewing all their transactions, doing all this stuff. So it's a, you know, it's not a team in the traditional sense. It's more of an organization that we are, we have the ability to partner uh, with others around, like I said, around the world.
0: Excellent. And with, so you got the 333 agents under you, probably 334 by the time this interview is done. (laughs) But uh, so you've got all these agents that, you know, that are under you, which is, you know, which is really cool. It almost sounds like, a, you know, almost like a virtual team, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what impact has podcasting had on your business?
1: Um, you know, it's, it's actually pretty funny because I'm i am I'm not trying to, you know, reach the, the accolades right now, um, but uh, I was listed as the uh, top 1% influencer in the company. Um, so what they're asking is people in the top 1% that they would come back and teach some of the other agents, uh, what it is that they, that they're doing. And, uh, typically I teach a podcast course, but what I decided this time, um, was that, you know, this is the class I'm going to teach. And, and I told them that, how to create an attractive character, um, that your organ, your organization can leverage. <clears throat> so, and that's part of it is the, the podcasting, um, that same agent in Ontario, uh, recently had been telling people, Hey, this is, here's, um, you know, this is the guy that I'm partnered with. You want to get to learn, you want to get to know him a little bit better, go listen to this podcast or read this book or all all these things. And what it has done is it just has given me, not even given me, it's given, uh, my agents, the ability to say, Hey, here's this guy. And, it, you know, it just gives you that level of, of authority. Um, that you actually do it, especially when you do one five days a week for a year. um, People will take you, they, they understand there's a commitment behind it. So all the things that you would think, even like saying, Oh, what, what did I say in the podcast? I've been complimented for have having run that long, you know, people are are impressed with that sometimes more than the content. Um, So anybody who's out there contemplating, putting out a podcast, Uh, And, and worried about what they're, what they're going to say. I mean, your content will eventually get better um, and you'll get better at doing it, but even just doing it, people will will take notice. And so I think that podcasting in a couple different ways um, has really helped because I've had people reach out to me. Um, Actually, I had one recently and, and also if if there are any real estate agents listening to this and actually probably any business, um, if you're, if you make your podcast only about your business. Understand that people are only going to go there for for your business. If you start making it um, about you and your life, and that and that's your content, you're going to have people resonate with you a little bit better. I had a message probably three weeks ago that someone um, messaged me, and she said, "Hey, Brandon, I just want to know how your son is doing. Um, I just listened to your uh, your episode, the drama of the gifted child, and I hope that he's doing better." Hello from the Netherlands. Like how could I ever have that reach? I, someone I've never met, someone from the Netherlands is reaching out to me and, and telling me, you know, hey, I just wanted to check in on you. Like that, that is a true, um, a true connection as opposed to, you know, going for likes and views and shares and things like that when you can connect with somebody like that. And and that for me, um was it was was pretty awesome.
0: No, that's really great. And what are what are some of the mechanisms or tools that that you've used to help, kind of, well, not kind of, but what are some of the tools that you've used to get your 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 podcast message out there to let people know, hey, there's a podcast over here you might be interested in.
1: Um, you know, the easiest ones are, uh, you know, social media, whatever platform you're on. Uh, maybe get on a new one as well. I do a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, Instagram, Facebook, and now I'm moving more towards TikTok. Uh, however, I haven't really done much with the podcast on TikTok. Um, but those are, you know, I'll create, there's an app called headliner and it'll give you a little, uh, basically like a sound bar, or you can cho- choose whatever you want, but that and the captions and it's free for like 10, uh, 10 a month. Uh, and then you got to pay, I think it's 20 bucks a month or something like that. Right. Um, but you know, using that with just a quick 30 second snippet of what your episode's about, and then you can even do, you know, just a quick boost or a Facebook ad on it where you run it for a dollar a day. It's very inexpensive, um, but you'll start to get people there and they're just links back. So it's, it's a simple, uh, inexpensive way. And then uh, mainly, mainly I'll, I'll do it with uh, with social media. Uh, you know, you obviously you put your, your little icon in your email signature. Uh, I'm not big on email, but I still put it in there because I know some people are. Uh, but those are those are probably the easy easily the, the the easiest ways to get started
0: excellent and if you had cuz uh, you've obviously got a lot of experience especially if you committed to doing it you know every every day for an entire year and you still put out episodes of your podcast if you had to go back and and tell yourself you know like you know how how could you you know, implemented it faster or how could you have done it uh, better or, you know, whatever, what would, what would, what would like maybe three key pieces of advice that you would go back and give yourself?
1: <clears throat> oh, wow. You know, number one in, in this one is it, probably the biggest is get over yourself. Like, cause that, that, I mean, you've heard me stumble throughout this, this interview of, you know, repeating words and things like that. Um, but I kind of get out of your own way. Um, you, we tend to think that people are hanging on every word that we're saying and going to judge us and, and do all that stuff is not, um, you know, people don't dissect it like that. I listen to a podcast. I listen to when, when you know what it is that you, what, or what you're putting out, then it's, it's excellent because <clears throat> like Joe Rogan, I'm not Joe Rogan. My podcast isn't going to sound like Joe Rogan's. You know, I can still, there's still a space for me though. And so that's what I would say. Number one definitely is, you know, get over yourself. And and because someone, someone out there is waiting for you to, to say what they need to hear. And if you don't do it, you know, Russell Brunson talks about, it's a tragedy if, if, if people aren't able to hear you. Exactly. uh, yes, And and they need, yeah. And they need you. Um, Number two, I would say, you know, back to Ryan Fletcher. And I actually mentioned this in the interview yesterday as well is he, he said one of the biggest things I took away from him was always create for those who will, never create for those who won't. And that's so powerful to me because, um, there is when we spend all this time trying to create for those who won't, we, we always want people to like us and we, uh, like our content. But the reality is, there's people out there that won't. I was on TikTok the other day, I shared with you where that guy was making fun of me. Um, you know, my, <laughs> that, that, my, con- <laughs> my content is not for him and that's fine. He identified himself and he, and he left. So um, and also when you start creating for uh, those who won't, uh, you end up missing the people that really are wanting to hear your message and you're, you're kind of cheating them uh, by, by not creating for them anymore. Um, And then uh, number three for the tech side, I mean, get anchor. You know, the, when I first started doing podcasting, it was four to eight hours every episode it was so hard to I couldn't yes. have, I couldn't have maintained that that one year um if I had if I had done um <laughs> it's funny that just reminded me of something <laughs> but if I would have just done you know, that same way and then I found anchor and I was like oh wait I can record for my phone like right now I'm in in the car and I call it studio b because if there's anything that sounds <laughs> off from my normal way I just say hey coming to you from studio b in the car and um you know This, I guess this is a one and two part, part three, um, uh, because I can manage the listener's expectations. So they don't have to guess. Why does this sound different? I just told them, Hey, I'm in the car. Okay. It sounds different than normal go. And, and there was that. And then I'll give you one bonus one that I learned from a a podcaster here in town. He asked me if I edited my ums and ahs. And I said, yes, he goes, you don't anymore. And I'm like, what? He goes, don't over edit, just put it out there. He goes, you'll use that as a crutch and you'll continue to do it. You're not going to get any better. So if you don't want to use ums and ahs, even though I just used one a few minutes ago, uh, he, he said, just, he goes, keep doing it. And then you'll, you'll eventually like weed it out of yourself. So that was, that's the bonus bonus tip for anybody that thinks that they have to go in and edit and edit and edit down to make it perfect.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I always I always tell people that, you know, when they get started, and, and those points are really good, by the way. Uh, you know, there's there's a there's a couple of things that I, I just want to mention here real quick. You're right in the fact, you know, people really do need to get out of their own way. I think there's a quest for perfectionism that mm. uh can really paralyze people. <laughs> and you know, the ultimately the you know the question you've gotta, you know, you've gotta come to grips with here is that is the podcast for you, or is it for somebody else? I know that when I have struggled with perfectionism, it is because I am trying to meet some internal standard that I have set for myself (laughs) rather than Mm -hmm. just get it out there. And, you know, because I've published quite a few pieces of content, I I write a lot, I publish it out on Facebook, I publish a lot of articles on Medium. it, It never ceases to amaze me how what I would consider the roughest pieces of content are the ones that resonate with people the most. So it's just more important about getting your story out there and, and saying what it is you have to say uh, versus making sure that whatever you're doing is uh, is absolutely perfect. You know, and when you talked about spending eight, you know, four to eight hours on a single episode, that was me, <laughs> you know, and I yeah, I just remember, you know, the whole um and ah thing. I mean, oh, my God, I would spend hours trying to splice that stuff yep. out. And I found a piece of software, Descript, that would do it for me. But the the thing that has really you know been a game changer for me, like you were just talking about there, is the more you do it, the more comfortable you you become with it. the The more those filler words start to start to leave your your vocabulary, so you don't have to worry so much about you know if you if you ever hit a spot where there's a pause or something that you have to throw something in, and so it's you know, for me to get to this point here and I still do it, I've been saying, you know, a couple of times now, but for, for me to get, <laughs> for me to get to this point here where I'm saying it a lot less, it, it's just, you know, it's just practice, it's awareness, but more importantly, it's experience. You, and I always tell people go back and listen to Tim Ferriss's first episode. If you want to see how far he's come Listen to the episode he just put out. I think he's like up to five hundred and five episodes or something like that. But go back and listen to episode number one versus where he is today, and it is it's night and day difference. It really is. But that only comes with that only comes with experience and and getting your and getting your message out. So uh, with regards to podcasting, has there ever been uh, something where like like a, maybe a specific episode or something like that has really had, uh, and an impact on your business? Um,
1: you know, I, I've had, um, multiple people reach out or I've, I've had uh, instances where I have, I've, I've had people yeah. going back to the real estate world where, you know, just like any sales, you tend to get people that are not necessarily happy with you. Right. <laughs> because you're you, because you're cold calling them. Right. Right. And they get upset. And I had this guy that was so upset with me um, because it was I I had a listing. He saw it on Zillow. He called Zillow or he called me directly. Uh, and so I'm talking with him and I said, you know, that one that one is actually just getting ready to go on a contract. Uh, but is that that's the type of home you're looking for? Is there something else that, you, that you're looking for? And he <laughs> he got so mad at me. Uh, because he said he wanted to deal only with listing agents. He didn't want to deal with the buyer's agent. He was, he was had this view of, of me that I was going to go in and be in collusion with the other agent. And we were going to screw him over. Uh, which is, is ironic because the, the biggest trouble that you'll not the biggest trouble, but the most likely scenario where, where you're not being represented correctly is when the one agent is representing both sides. Right. right. Yep. So, but that's what he wanted. And he kept, telling me that he doesn't trust agents. He doesn't do anything like that. Uh, the, I, I, he's going to do all this work and all this stuff. Just did not. He already did not like me. And I, and I just told him, I said, you know what? You don't have to, I, I emailed him back and I said, Hey, you don't have to um, use me. You don't have to like me. You don't have to you do any of that stuff. Um, and I sent, I sent an, uh, in the email, I said, here's a link to my podcast, my latest episode of my podcast. If you want to know who I really am, here it is. Take 30 minutes to find out. And like that, what the the funny part is, he had, he didn't end up buying. Um, so this isn't like a, a massive feel good story on that aspect. Uh, but what it did, uh, he had ended up staying in California. But what it did was it gave me a massive amount of uh, what word am I looking for? Uh, uh, what word am I looking for? Uh, massive, just a massive amount of you know respect for myself, but also where I could just say, Hey, this is, I don't, we don't have to work together, but here it is massive leverage on something that I've already done. Right. And here it is. This is who I am. I'm not, I didn't make this for you. This is what I am already. And I was able to leverage that, you know, months after, no, I guess it was a couple of weeks after uh, that was, was up. Um, but it gave me the opportunity to do that. And his tune changed. He then started working with me. He just decided not to move out, out here. Um, but just using that alone, uh, I, there's nothing I could have wr- written in an email or sit on the phone on a one-to-one conversation with him um, that ha- had the power uh, of that. You know, I had the confidence to share that with him and say, we don't have to work together. This is who I am. And, you know, that's that's just one, one case that I'm thinking of right now. Um, you know, but I've had a, a couple others, including someone who is a, about to uh, sell their home through a an iBuyer and through my podcast they reached out to me to see if that was a you know they've heard the podcast and they're like do you think this is a good idea and what happened was with the iBuyer they were going to walk away with $17,000 uh, after everything was said and done and with me they walked away with 54,000 wow and so basically you know they they won and I won and they're I actually just talked to them yesterday and they're looking to buy another house so um that's those are the two that really stand out to me, uh, right now. So that's, that's kind of uh you know, like I said, I love the fact that I could use it. My confidence was up and I could use it as leverage and just say, Hey, work with me or not.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something very important too, that when you, when you start a podcast and you're putting it out there and you're sharing your story, people oftentimes forget that maximum that, you know, if people know you, like you, trust you, then they will do business with you. And Mm -hmm. I think what happens is for a lot of people is they treat the podcast as, you know, I just want people to do business with me rather than focus on using it as a tool to help build the relationship. So there's a lot of times where like somebody will reach out to you and say, Hey, I'm interested in your business, no matter what it is, right. Could be, you know, lead generation could be marketing, could be real estate, could be whatever. And you could answer their question and you say, you know, if you really (laughs) want to learn more about this, check out my podcast. And if somebody really is interested, they will check out your podcast. And the thing is that with a lot of people, when they have a a podcast recorded, it's amazing how like driving down the road, I will sit and download like two or three of their episodes. And it's almost like having them in the car with me Mm -hmm. while I'm driving down the road. And then I'm like, you know what? It's either going to be one of two things. I either like this person and I want to learn more about them, or I really don't. You know, I really don't vibe with this person, so I will find somebody else. But, you know, the good news is, is either way that I know, but nine times out of 10, if I'm taking the time to actually listen to a podcast, my curiosity has been piqued enough that I'm actually thinking to myself, I might want to do business or I might want to buy their product or I'm, you know, I'm ready to take that that relationship to uh, the next level. So this is, this is one of the things with, with podcasting that uh, I know we talk about in my podcast course, but you know, building, building that brand awareness, right. Making, making people know that, you know, Hey, this is, this is who I am. That's part of, that's part of the brand. It's not just the actual product. Anybody on the planet can help somebody buy and sell a house, but what makes it, what makes it special is the fact that you're Brandon Devere, right. You're, you know, you're a father, you're you know, you're heavy into sports, you you're you know, you're a son, you're a brother, you're you're all of these things that make you human, that make you relatable with other people. What do you think about that?
1: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And I actually had an epiphany a few weeks ago.
0: Yes. I um, love epiphanies.
1: Yeah, that uh that really uh because I'm I'm on a on a kind of not a different path, but I'm, I'm adding to what it is that I'm doing through other platforms. And my thought was I sat here and there's always like, you know, lead, as a, as an agent, we're always wanting leads, right? More leads, more leads. I see agents leave brokerages to go get more leads. We have leads. We have leads. Everybody gets leads. Right. Right. Um, and the epiphany was I sat there and I was like, all right, so agents want leads. All right. By default, a lead has to have a follower. So as we're agents, we're just a bunch of followers. We're following the lead. You know, they're like the, um, you know, the, the scene in finding Nemo. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but we're like all the seagulls come over like mine, 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 mine. Um, that, that is how I see, you know, a lot of agents going the way that they're going after leads. Um, So agents want leads and entrepreneurs build a following. So my thought is, is this is that as you create an audience, people are naturally going to reach out to you. So in, in your, in your short term, in your next six, 12 months, yes, lead generation is probably what, what's going to help you the most, the most, but your term, five, 10, 20 years down the road is going to be the audience that you've built. And they are going to do business with you. Like you said, not because you told them, you know, especially in a real estate market. And I, I know this is more real estate uh, geared because that's, you know, my industry, but I, I believe it can be, you know, transcend that industry into all others. Um, but when you're talking about, you know, somebody, something in your, like you know, my son was dealing with, with anxiety and I was real about it. Um, in the real estate world, if you just talk about real estate all the time, in my market, people are going to be interested in what you're saying five every five to seven years. But if you're talking about how, you know, your son had trouble going into school because he was battling with anxiety. And then all of a sudden you get people sending you messages, <clears throat> you know, Hey, my son, you know, my, my son or daughter went through that same thing. <clears throat> now they're, they're wanting to hear more. They're wanting to hear, you know, it's not about exploiting my son. It was, Cause I had a tough time doing it being like, I don't want to share this. Cause I felt really embarrassed about it, but I was also like, you're not doing what you're telling other people to do. You're telling other people to go be real with people and you're trying to hide this because of, because you're embarrassed as yes. a father, because you don't think that you can do that. Yes. And as soon as I let that guard down and I said, Hey, here's the deal. Like there were other people, they, they're now rooting for me and my son to go to school. Right. They're rooting for that. They are they're They feel like you said, sitting in the car with them. And the one woman messaged me and said that she was in tears and that wasn't the intention, but that we connected on an emotional level because she had been through that. And she was offering me, telling me that, you know, it's going to pass, you know, do, offering me that stuff, nothing to do with, with buying, buying and selling a home, <clears throat> but that was a connection. And as you continue to grow this audience, you, you won't have, as soon as you grow the, your audience correctly, you won't have to worry about lead generation anymore because people are going to start reading, reaching out to you. And podcasting is an incredible way to do that.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, So we're bumping up against uh, a half hour here. Brandon, if our audience wants to connect with you, uh, check out, maybe check out your podcast, uh, you know, (laughs) maybe even check out your book for that matter. uh, What would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, BrandonDeVere.com. BrandondeVere.com. Okay. We'll make sure to yeah. include that link in the in the show notes down below. Brandon, I, I want to take a minute, just really thank you. This has been a very tactical episode uh as far as you know helping out uh you know people with their podcasts and stuff. So really want to thank you for taking time on your schedule today to to talk with us.
1: Cliff, my pleasure. I always always enjoy chatting with you. And anytime uh I can get out there and, and share some nuggets with with people, and even if one person takes this and says you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go do a podcast, get started today. And, you know, cause it's, you you know, you know, it better than anyone, you know, it's the snowball snowball effect. Um, You know, you've been uh, affecting uh, people, you know, impacting positively uh, over the the last few years, definitely. And um, like I've told you before that uh, you're impacting people that you don't even realize that you've
0: impacted from
1: far, far away.
0: (laughs) Nice of you to say that brother. Okay. Cheers.